You're listening to the Pro-Life Ohio podcast presented by Ohio Right to Life. I'm Allie Frazier, the Director of Communications at Ohio Right to Life and your host. Enjoy the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Pro-Life Ohio podcast. I hope you are having a wonderful Friday and staying safe out there. Did you know that it's Pregnancy Help Appreciation Week? Ohio Rights Life is very excited to release our next episode of the Pro-Life Ohio podcast in celebration of pregnancy centers and all the amazing work they are doing to empower women and save lives all across the U.S. So enjoy this next episode we have with our special guests, pregnancy center experts, Heartbeat International. Hi, everyone. Welcome to today's episode of the Pro-Life Ohio podcast. Today, I am super excited to have with me Sarah Littlefield. She works with Heartbeat International's Ministry Services, and it is just a pleasure to have her on today. Um, Sarah joined Heartbeat International's Ministry Services team in June of 2018, and prior to her work with Heartbeat, Sarah served as the director of the Abortion Pill Reversal Program, now known as Abortion Pill Rescue Network, and was overjoyed to be able to witness its transition into the capable hands of Heartbeat. She has firsthand experience working in pregnancy help organizations as a client services manager, event and volunteer coordinator, and sexual integrity educator. Sarah graduated from Franciscan University in 2012 with a bachelor's degree in social work. She has lived in five cities in six years, but has since returned to her San Diego hometown, where she lives with her sister and nephew. Sarah, thanks so much for being on the podcast today. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. It's an absolute pleasure. I am always happy to catch up with the amazing things that Heartbeat International is doing, and I am super excited to hear the stuff that you specifically are doing with Heartbeat. So... To start us off, Sarah, tell us a little bit more about yourself. You've been in the pro-life movement for some time, obviously, now serving with all kinds of pro-life ministries in different facets, but what initially got you involved with the pro-life movement? Well, I was invited as a 16-year-old to pray in front of the local abortion clinic here in San Diego, and that was when my eyes were first opened to that um, challenge of abortion and, and how easily accessible it was, especially in San Diego, California. Um, and at that point, it hadn't directly affected me, but I knew that the need was great. Um, so I carried that with me, went to college. Um, was I was that kid that when you asked her what she wanted to do when she grew up, I hated it because I never knew the answer to that. I, I just kind of would answer something random because it sounded cool, but it was never really a passion. But I did know going into college that I loved people and I loved working with them, serving them, learning about them. Um, so that's where I decided that social work would be a good fit, at least to, to gain some knowledge and training to move forward and whatever God had for me. Um, and very soon after graduating, I uh, found myself working in a pregnancy help center in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and was serving as a sexual integrity educator. And within a week, I realized this is what God had created me for. These are my people. This is my mission. These, this is where I'm supposed to be. And could clearly see how God had been working, working with me and guiding me towards this particular moment. And so from then on, I really dedicated myself to the pro-life movement in a professional way. It had already been a personal, um, a personal movement in my own heart, but now to be able to, to dedicate my own professional life and my um, expertise to this movement was such a gift. So 
when I was called back to San Diego towards family, um, I started working with a pregnancy center here in San Diego. And if, uh, if you've worked in a pregnancy center, you probably know that you might start in one role and then you quickly take on all the other roles, you're wearing a lot of different hats. And so I was able to learn a lot of different skills and um, take on different responsibilities, which was really wonderful. And ultimately found myself serving as the director of the abortion pill reversal program, which is now again, that abortion pill rescue network. And if you haven't heard about that, you should look into it. It is amazing what God is doing through that program that is being spearheaded by Heartbeat International. And um, that was how I first met Heartbeat at a professional level. So God was answering prayers um, for the abortion pill reversal network. And we were looking for a way to grow this program. And as a small little center in San Diego, God had big, big plans for it to come to Heartbeat International. And so we've been able to see it grow since then. And in that transition period, I had no idea that God was poising not only me, but Heartbeat to continue working together in a professional way. And I started working with Heartbeat once that transition was completed as their Life Launch Grant Program Specialist. So that's what I'm here to talk more about today. Um, and that's how you find me here, really this little winding road, but ultimately always marked by this passion for people. Um, particularly for passion for women that are experiencing an unexpected pregnancy. Wow, Sarah, that's amazing. I, I love to hear the story of how people kind of got drawn into this um, kind of greater commitment to the pro-life movement, whether that's just by getting involved in a ministry or it being a professional capacity. God is working in so many different hearts, and it's exciting to see how he's brought you through all of these different places and through these transitional times to the point that you're at now. And also exciting to hear you mention the um, abortion pill um, reversal network because Ohio's Life has actually worked a lot with Heart Heartbeat International in, in terms of the abortion pill um, reversal protocol. We actually have a bill in the Ohio legislature that is actually um, for abortion pill reversal to let more women know that that's an option for them. So that is something near and dear to my own heart and I know to, to yours as well. So I always get excited when people mention that. And for anybody who's listening, I will have the link to the abortion pill rescue network actually in the um, description of this podcast and actually all of our podcasts in the description actually have that. So if you know someone who's taken the first abortion pill and they have regretted it, direct them as soon as possible to, um, to that hotline because they will be able to help, which is awesome. Wow, Sarah, what an amazing, amazing story. So you have been brought to this point, you've been working with Heartbeat International and you are now their pregnancy center life launch program it kind of sounds like head person um so what is life launch and what does a grant program specialist like yourself do great question well the life launch grant program is designed and um, spearheaded also by heartbeat international to support startup pregnancy centers in underserved and targeted areas within the united states um, when we talk about underserved areas that means that it's a community that doesn't have a pregnancy center yet maybe it's rural or um, it's, it's an area that hasn't received that kind of support. Um, and so we've got a number of Life Launch centers that are serving in an underserved community. Um, but we're also looking to support startup organizations in targeted regions. So this would be a region that is really targeted by a Planned Parenthood or an abortion industry. Um, 
service provider and uh, you can oftentimes think of minority communities. We know that there's a lot of those abortion providers that are just planting themselves in those minority communities, um, urban areas, um, really anywhere that you see um, many, many options for uh, abortion, but not many options for life. And so that's what we are dedicated to um, supporting, those organizations that are starting up in those areas. Um, so the goal is um, actually 50 centers in five years. So we are entering into year three of that five-year goal. Um, we have officially brought in 18 centers into the Life Launch Grant Program. So that means that there are 18 startup organizations that are already beginning to serve clients in their underserved or targeted regions. Um, and our goal is to bring in an additional 12 centers in our fiscal year. So we are excited to see those new centers coming on board as we go. Um, and it's just been a pleasure to see, to see really God's heart is so vast and we know that, but to see it in such a detailed way when you can see how much he cares, not just for the community that I'm serving in or in the organization that I'm serving in, but in these, these other communities, these underserved or targeted regions that I may never have set foot in and God is really leading them to this program so that they can receive support. So it's cool to be able to partner with these organizations, these startups, as they are serving their, their women and families that are in need. That's amazing. Oh, it's, it always makes me so excited to, to hear the pro-life movement working so intentionally to support and grow the pregnancy center um, presence throughout uh, our communities and stuff. They, it is, it is something that always touches my heart. So I guess the big question then is why pregnancy centers, Sarah? Why, why, why is it so imperative for the pro-life movement to support these centers, build them up, and what do they offer to these communities that are, that are clearly in need of a better option? That's a great question. And I, I love talking about this because I think that there are so many things that pregnancy centers do that go unnoticed. And I, it's really interesting because in my time serving in pregnancy centers, I often, like I would start a day and I would have certain tasks on my to-do list. And then I would find myself working towards a resource for a client that wasn't necessarily something that we, um, we offered on paper, but if they're coming in and they're in need of help with, you know, getting their GED or um, finding financial support to go back to school, or maybe something's happening with their car and we need to find a way to support them to get transportation for their kids. Um, these are all like very random details to us, but important details to our clients. So let me just first start by saying there's a lot of things that pregnancy centers do that don't get written down or noticed. Um, but at a base level, we're here to serve providing support for women who are choosing to continue their pregnancies. So that could be to parents, to, um, to adopt. And then for those women that have um, possibly taken the abortion pill and regretted that, to actually continue their pregnancies in a healthy way. So receiving that abortion pill reversal protocol. Um, but from walking into a center, I oftentimes would find myself sitting with a client and I want to know all about her and what brought her to us and how can we best support her. So she's going to come in with some immediate needs, but there's also going to be some underlying needs that we need to address as well. So it's not just a one-time visit. Here's your pregnancy test. Okay, good luck with that. It's a, this is where we're starting, but we've got a long way to go and we want to go there with you. So um, really building that relationship is where it starts and continuing that throughout. And so um, with some clients, there, there's the opportunity to continue not only conversations throughout their pregnancy, but even beyond that. 
um, into their baby, the baby's first, second year. There are pregnancy centers that are providing parenting classes, even beyond the pregnancy, um, and some sort of services, whether it's, it's babysitting so that they can go to Bible studies. Um, there's a lot of different ways that pregnancy centers are supporting, even beyond that pregnancy test or ultrasound or options counseling, whether it be material assistance, parenting classes, um, and beyond. Wow. Oh, it's amazing. It always gets me excited when, uh, when we talk about what pregnancy centers are doing, um, because they are offering so much more than just a pregnancy test, so much more than just an ultrasound. There is an entire movement um, that is coming alongside women who have unplanned pregnancies, ready to meet their needs and ready to build relationships. And it just, oh, it gives me goosebumps just about. It's absolutely fabulous. So obviously, Sarah, you have a lot of background serving with pregnancy centers um, in terms of actually being inside of a pregnancy center and, you know, helping run the operations there. How do you feel like that really boots on the ground, kind of your, your having your hands-on experience has uniquely equipped you to now serve in a big picture capacity on behalf of pregnancy centers? So the phrase that I kind of adopted when I started was that I feel like I have become a social worker to social workers. So I have this experience that comes from working in centers um, and working with pregnant women it personally as well. You know, we all have those indirect stories as well. Um, and that serves, that, that allows me to, it equips me to better serve those that are at the beginning stages or the continuing stages of serving clients, whether that's with a startup organization um, we're also providing lots of different training opportunities through Heartbeat International that I, I am able to take part in as well. Um, but to have that insight has been very helpful to be able to walk alongside. And if they're talking about developing programs or they're talking about um, growing the organization to actually have an idea of, oh, I remember when we did this. And the beauty of the pregnancy help movement is the uniqueness of the pregnancy help movement. And every organization is so different because every community is so different. The needs of those communities and the moms that are within them are going to be extremely unique. So what I love to see within the Life Launch Grant Program is how every startup organization within that program is so unique in the way that it serves, in the way that it communicates, in the way that it um, brings about the programming within the organization that is then ultimately serving that community. And so um, really to say that there's really no you know, wrong or right way to do this, but really to collaborate, it's that overarching vision that we're all united by that um, is really inspiring. That's amazing. I think it's really clear, Sarah, that, that God has given you this great heart for people and that any way within the pro-life movement, wherever God calls you, you're going to be able to meet people's needs and serve them and make them feel so cared about in a moment in their lives when, you know, they need that emotional support. That's oh, just so good. Now, what do you feel, Sarah, is your biggest challenge? Obviously, working full-time in the pro-life movement is, um, is extremely rewarding, but also very, a very hard place to work in. There's a lot of emotions tied up in it, and, you know, you are dealing with, with life and death in a lot of capacities. How do you overcome those challenges, and what encouragements do you see there? Well, I'm sure that a lot of those that are listening to this podcast can relate to that challenge of wanting to fix those problems that come your way. Um, and I have learned the hard way over time that oftentimes a problem that is, you know, it comes across my path is not necessarily my problem to fix. 
and that there's one who knows exactly how to fix a lot of problems, and he knows hearts better than I do. So um, the lesson there for me that I'm constantly going back to is to giving God what is God's and taking the tasks that are mine and, and allowing myself to, to move in the direction that he's leading me as opposed to the direction that maybe I would like to go. Um, so that's always a, a constant challenge, but that's life, right? That's what we're all, that's what we're all challenged by at all times. Um, but yeah, I think the challenge of carrying, uh, the burdens of those that we're serving can definitely be a temptation. Um, but again, ultimately handing over what is not ours to the Lord who can heal and, and guide and, um, do whatever he needs to do. Um, and that has been a wonderful thing. I think, um, personally, again, seeing, seeing the effect of abortion in my family, in my friends, um, has been a burden as well. And I think a lot of us can relate to that too. And again, it's, it's also something that, that fuels the work that I do because I never want to see a woman feel like she needs to choose abortion. Like that is her only option. Um, whether it's because of what a boyfriend thinks or a parent thinks or her financial situation or her schooling situation, you know, these are obviously true hurdles that need to be crossed, but there's certainly hurdles that can be crossed with the right support. And I always want to make sure that these women know the support that's available to them before they make a life-changing decision. Because ultimately, whatever decision she's making in her pregnancy is going to change her life. So we'd like to see the decision that's made change her life for the better. And that's the goal, I think, for, for any pregnancy center that you're talking to. And of course, um, a goal here at Heartbeat International. Wow. Oh. Good stuff. Good stuff, Sarah. You're completely right. I uh, have been telling myself lately, if God brings you to it, he'll bring you through it. And when God calls us to the pro-life movement and we make that decision to move forward, there are so many blessings in doing this work and knowing that God is, God is moving in everything. So, wow. What a, what a great way to meet needs. I love it. So obviously you and I, Sarah, are both very involved in the pro-life movement, but not everybody is. And some people might want to get more involved. So to someone who is pro-life, Sarah, and feels called to take the next step and maybe become more involved in serving, how would you encourage them to start? Well, I think a great place to start is with your local pregnancy help organization, because there's always a need there, whether it's with time, talent, or treasure, there's going to be a need at your local pregnancy center. Um, and honestly, it's not about age. It's not about expertise. I mean, when I was working with volunteers, we had, we had volunteers ranging from eight years old who were helping us to stuff baby bottles to 80 years old. And they were helping with some really intense development for us because they had great expertise in that area. Um, so there's the beauty of the pro-life movement is that how unique it is. That means that the call for support is also going to be extremely unique. So that's a great place to start. Um, and I know that you had mentioned that you're going to add the link to the Abortion Pill Rescue Network. I would also um, invite you to include the link for Option Line because Heartbeat International's Option Line includes um, a, a special little feature that's called um, Contact Us. So, or there's actually a Find a Center feature on that website. And if you're curious to know where's the closest center to me, you can type in your zip code and you'll find there's pregnancy centers probably near you. Um, and it's also a great tool to have in your tool belt so that if you meet a woman that is experiencing an unplanned pregnancy, there is support for her, whether that is for abortion pill reversal or for a pregnancy test and ultrasound at the local center. So again, having those tools in your tool belt, but then also finding those resources that you can pour yourself into is a great place to start. Absolutely. We can definitely do that, Sarah. I absolutely love Option Line. I'm always referring people to it because I think a lot of people might not even realize that there is 
most likely a pregnancy center in their backyard, in their community, already serving women, and they could use, you know, the time, the talent, the expertise, um, in whatever capacity our listeners have to be able to support women and to save babies. So we'll definitely be dropping that link for optionline.org in the description of this podcast. So feel free to click on that, find your nearest center, get involved. So Sarah, one last question before I let you go. Um, what can people do to support Harping International's life-saving work? Oh man, that's a great question. And there's so many ways to answer that. So I'll again, pull back to that toolkit. So knowing about the resources that we provide so that you can share them with your community, Option Line and APR are huge. Um, of course, if you or someone you know is interested in even bring, like if you go to Option Line and you find there's not a center in our area, guess what? You're probably an underserved region. And so if you're interested or you know someone who's interested in bringing pregnancy help in a very solid way to your community in the form of a startup organization, you can contact me at Heartbeat International, and I'll make sure that my email's there in the description as well with the Life Launch Grant Program. Um, we also have plenty of support to our communities with Extend Web Services, Next Level, so different options that are services that we provide. Um, but again, if you're looking to support Heartbeat International, spread the word about Heartbeat International and all of the wonderful things that we're doing to support all the wonderful pregnancy centers that are there across the Absolutely. Oh, good stuff. Sarah, it has been such a pleasure talking with you today. I'm always so encouraged by you and all of the staff over at Heartbeat International um, who are doing such amazing work with such conviction and compassion. So Sarah, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I would highly encourage anyone who's listening to go check out Heartbeat International, follow them on social media, get more involved with the amazing life-saving work they're doing. And uh, let's go empower some women and, and save some babies. Sarah, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thanks again for having us. It's great to be able to spend some time with you guys. Absolutely. It was our pleasure. You're listening to the Pro-Life Ohio podcast, brought to you by Ohio Right to Life. Founded in 1967, Ohio Right to Life, with more than 45 chapters and local affiliates, is Ohio's oldest and largest grassroots pro-life organization. Recognized as the flagship of the pro-life movement in Ohio, Ohio Right to Life works through legislation and education to promote and defend innocent human life from conception to natural death. We are Pro-Life Ohio, and we will end abortion.